0: Hey, this is Alana Terry. You're listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Welcome. It has been a little bit, I took some time off of the podcast as our family was moving. We're settled in now, and that is going to basically be what I want to talk about today, and that is the importance of the location. Where you're writing. So, I actually recorded a video that kind of talked through the move, the reasons behind the move, where we're at, what we're doing. So, I won't go into those details. You can just go back and listen to one of those. Um, I think it's probably just the episode right before this, or maybe two before this, because like I said, I've, I've taken about a month off in order to focus on settling in. What I want to chat about today is how important it is for us as creatives to acknowledge our space. So some of this is going to mean carving out a space, and some of it is going to mean just being aware of how the space you're in impacts your energy. It would be great if everybody had all the space they needed in exactly the right schedule they needed in exactly the right budget to put in all of the windows and aesthetics that they need to be the most inspired and creative. That's not practical. And there's always going to be things that we hold in our head as a picture of what would be an even better space to work in. So I'm not even necessarily talking about how to make the perfect office or the 10 things you need in your workspace to be the most productive author you can't be. Basically, I want to just remind you, and I'm sure you know this on a subconscious level, but to bring it to the surface that especially as creative people, if you're an intuitive person, if you're an empathetic person, you're going to be impacted by your surroundings, and that is going to make a difference in how you show up for your work. So I wrote my very first novel at the dining room table. I would wake up at five in the morning because I had a toddler and a baby, and that was the quietest time in the day. I'd write for a couple hours till the kids woke up. I'd write again in the afternoon while they were napping, and then I'd write again in the evening as soon as I put them down, and I would spend the rest of my time doing you know new mom kinds of things we had several moves we're very very hopeful that this most recent move is our last and we are excited to be in this spot where we're at but with each move it's really been surprising to me how long it takes me to get back into full swing so for example tonight my husband saw me downstairs mopping the living room floor and it's like, aren't you working? And 1st of I'm like, well, this is work. What do you mean? It's working on the business. And for me, it is, I realize that the foundations have to come first, right? In order to be our most inspired, most creative, most productive, most motivated, we need to feel secure, whatever that means. For me, that means I want to feel at home and I want to feel in harmony with people around me. And If those things aren't in place, it's harder for me to write. I'm not going to use words like I can't write or it's impossible because we are creative, inspired and motivated. If I had to work in a cinder block lined basement room, which I tried once where the window was like half a foot tall at the very top ceiling, it was like two feet wide. I could. If I had to, I could, I did it once, hated it. It it felt like a creative energy suck, but we can work in a wide variety, right? For any of you who are parents, especially if you look back, I can't picture waking up at five every morning anymore, <laughs> writing for two hours furiously, getting up and taking care of a baby and a toddler all day putting them to bed, and then writing for like three or four more hours, right? I can't picture doing that, but it's what I did. And so I think we can all look back to times where we were able to, just from passion and determination and some discipline, we were able to write in scenarios that don't feel optimal, like that basement with that itty-bitty, bitty-bitty window, That being said, yes, you could learn and you could teach yourself to write anywhere. Does that mean you should? Probably not. And so this is why I want to encourage you to be aware of your surroundings and what they do for you. So what I would love for you to do is just an exercise in this is to visualize where you would feel the most inspired. So maybe the... Kind of hypothetical scenario is that you are handed a year's worth of income that's going to cover all of your needs and set you up wherever you want to get set up. You have a budget to get exactly the office you want. Maybe it's work at a co work space that you rent out. Maybe you go rent a cabin in the woods every weekend and right there, whatever it is, think about if you had unlimited resources, if you had unlimited um, imagination. Where would you love to work the most? And what are some of the non-negotiables for you? For me, a window has turned into a non-negotiable. And I don't mean a little six-inch thing at the very top that looks at the grass. I'm talking about like a big old window, okay? Think about some of the things that for your creativity to thrive are non-negotiable. And then think about it this way. Getting a night's sleep is important. In a way, it should be a non-negotiable. Does that mean that sometimes we don't wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep? No. So what I'm saying is, yes, we can learn to work in suboptimal circumstances. But what I want you to do is to really allow yourself the privilege of placing yourself into the dreamiest writing location that you can imagine. And then Pull out the parts of that that are the most important for you. For me, like I said, the very first thing I said was a window. Does that mean that I want a window that looks at the brick wall of my next door neighbor? No. Right. So then ask yourself well, what is it about that? Maybe for you, it means that you want to have lots of like white space. Maybe you're like literal white space, I mean. Maybe you're kind of writing in a very small, cluttered area, and you just dream of like walls with like huge 10 foot long whiteboards. Okay. Is it a 10 foot wall long whiteboard that you're truly dreaming of? Or is it more spaciousness, more room, more light? Is it a place where you can scribble your thoughts and scribble your thoughts some more, you know, and scribble your thoughts some more? So picture the most luxurious writing spot, and then ask yourself the different pieces in there. What is it about it? For me, my, my plants are a huge thing. I was telling my writing coach, when I move my plants into my new home, that is when it's going to feel like the home is now mine, right? Cause we did this move. We did it in spurts because we only moved like 15 minutes away. So we didn't do the entire, like on Saturday morning, we all wake up and rent this big old U-Haul, right? We just, we did it in truckload at a time. And what I knew was that when I'm surrounded by my plants, that's what feels like home to me. And so to me, a non-negotiable is I am going to surround myself with plants because that nurtures my creativity. It makes me feel comfortable and inspired. And so, like I said, that's the foundation, right? Right. For you, maybe you don't really pay attention to your surroundings, but you definitely want to have a feeling of financial security or harmony in your relationships, or maybe for you, the most important thing is like how you're feeling physically. And if you haven't gotten good sleep, that's your foundation. So we're talking about the location where we work, the conditions that make us feel the most creative and inspired, but this can apply not just to where you work, right? Just remember As creatives, intuitives, we don't function as well when certain things aren't in place. We want to feel this, this, and that. And when we feel like this, this, and that are all lined up and all working out well for us, then we feel safe for our creativity to really explode. So, for homework and to takeaway, in addition to picturing this space, I want you to be aware, like go into the area where you write. It might be the dining room table. It might be a home office. It might be the coffee shop where you go to write. Look around and again, use this tremendous gift of imagination you have. And the question to ask yourself is like, if I could change one or two things. What would I do? Maybe there's one thing that just kind of annoys you. Maybe you have blinds and you really want curtains, right? Or maybe you've got like some funky fluorescent light and it makes a buzzing noise and that bothers you. Sometimes we can make a simple change and sometimes we make the mistake of feeling petty, right? Should I care if there's this itty bitty hum of a sound from a fluorescent light that I can barely detect? I'm going to tell myself logically it shouldn't matter, but you know what? It does. And is a light super crazy hard to replace? Probably not. So go ahead. See if there's one or two small upgrades that you can make to your space that will help you to feel more secure. And then don't ever feel guilty. If what you do, even on a subconscious level, is you prioritize that feeling of security. Just like I was out tidying our home tonight before I came in here to do my work. Remember that we have foundations, and it's going to be different for each person. But remember, if you don't feel this, that, and the other thing, your creativity is not going to wither and die, but it might suffer, right? So maybe you feel like you're procrastinating because you're always tidying up. Maybe it's not procrastination. Maybe you crave order and you feel chaotic. And when you feel chaotic, your creativity does not feel supported. So ask yourself, or if you feel like getting a little bit out there, ask your creativity. What do you need from me right now? What does your creativity need to thrive? And look specifically at your surroundings do that, like the big dream, and then go ahead and ask yourself like, what are one or two things that I could do to my space right now that might not be a big deal? Maybe it means you're just going to handle that pile of like junk mail that's on the corner over here. Or maybe it means that you are going to go out and move that pile of trash that you see out your window and you don't really think about, but once you look at it, like it, you realize that you don't, love seeing it there from where you work. Maybe it means you just get yourself a nice picture to look at, to feel creative and inspired. Remember that this is not the time to be logical. This isn't the time to say, well, the only thing I need to write a book is a keyboard that works, a computer that works, and an internet connection, right? This is where we remember that our creativity is very um, resistant to straight up western logic my creativity thrives when it's surrounded by green plants should something heaven forbid happen to all my plants and my husband trying to be super kind and nice got me like perfect replicas of my plants but they're fake I know that's not going to do it, right? There is something for me that it's not even about seeing them. It's about the entire experience of having them. Maybe for you, creating that beautiful experience to make you feel inspired is getting a really nice coffee. We just got our first espresso maker and upgraded from drip coffee. Okay. In a way, sometimes, like I said, sometimes our logical mind is going to try to make us feel ashamed for certain things. Well, Coffee is coffee, right? But maybe getting the fancy kind is going to make you feel so much more inspired that you actually can't afford not to get yourself that great coffee, right? Like sometimes we're so used to dollars and sensing things. So we'll say, okay, I could spend 75 cents for a mug of drip coffee, or I could spend $3 for homemade espresso. Well, maybe I should just settle for the drip coffee. The benefits are the same. I still get the caffeine kick, right? But maybe getting yourself that espresso is such a boost to your morale, a boost to your creativity and inspiration. Maybe having made that investment makes you feel like such a boss that you show up for your work and are so much more motivated. Like some people dress up to go to work. I don't, to me, it doesn't matter. I'd much rather be comfortable. 80% of the time when I'm working and not on camera, like I am now, I'm wearing my bathrobe, right? Like I'm dressed under it, but I like to feel that cozy, warm feeling. And I live in Alaska and it's always cold here, right? So maybe for you, it's about, you you wanna wear, Nice business attire because that's what makes you feel professional, right? So, some of us are going to pay more attention to the location where we we'll work. Some of us are going to pay attention to what we're wearing. Some of us are going to pay attention to noise level or light level, and others are going to be paying attention to the feel of a place, right? Like when we were getting ready to move in here, I focused a lot about the feel of this place. Those are certain things you can't put into words. But for some people, they impact them. For my husband, it doesn't matter. He's like, is it a room? Okay, I could work there. So think about the things that your creativity needs to really, really thrive. Remember that even without those things, you are amazing. You're a boss. You can kick butt and you can be productive and you can be inspired. But There's probably two or three things that you've got in the back of your head that say, okay, if I just did these two or three things, I would feel even more motivated. I would feel even more inspired. So go ahead, give yourself and give your creativity what it needs to thrive. Don't feel petty, don't feel guilty about it. And just remember, we don't have to dollars and cents it, kind of like my espresso example, right? I heard a video of a woman who does online courses and she spends quite a lot of money for like bi-weekly hair updos. Okay. Not something that's on my radar, not something that would make me like, to me, that just feels like a lot of work, right? Like keeping an appointment twice a week just for my hair, man, that's a lot of work. But she describes it as because it's important to her, she shows up on camera feeling so much more confident so that her business is improved because she has made that investment, right? It's not something that if you're in accountant mode is necessarily going to make sense to you. But when you allow yourself to be in a more kind of big picture mode, it makes sense. When we were talking about money blocks, I shared a story of the first time... I bought a journal after college and was living on my own. And I had this moral dilemma in a Walmart because they were selling spiral bound notebooks for 10 or 15 cents. But I really wanted like the nice hardback journal that was like $12. And I felt so guilty (laughs) about that. But now like I spend quite a lot of money on journals because they make me feel inspired. Every single one of my ideas I have ever had has been journaled about. And so again, it's one of those things that I can't afford not to do that. So what does your creativity need today? What do you need today? What can you ask for? What can you do to make yourself feel one step more elevated, more inspired, more motivated? You don't need to have tons of logic behind it. Just go ahead and do it. And I hope that that encourages you.